I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors. We get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Heather Havenwood. Are you a business owner that has a website but not tech savvy? Do you feel like a hostage to your web guy? The better question is, do you have a money funnel so people come to your page and give you money while you sleep? No? Then go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Imagine having a money site, not a website, for your self-published book, e-commerce products, local practitioners like chiropractors or lawyers. Get a money site, not a website. Go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Woohoo! Welcome everyone. This is Heather Havenwood with The Win, and I'm a marketing coach. You can go check me out at heatherhavenwood.com. But today, I my job is to bring you amazing entrepreneurs at the win. That is my job. That's what I feel like my job is. So I go out there and look for and listen for bad A's. And I got one on the line today, which I'm very excited about. So first she interviewed me and then we got connected in many, many groups that women are, we're connectors. And I think that that is amazing. So before I introduce you to this amazing girl, Brittany, I'm going to take do some technical stuff. All right. So Brittany, for a second, go ahead and open up Facebook into your other browser. I'm sharing this. We're using this thing called Blue Jeans. You might be listening to me though, on iTunes or Stitcher or iHeartRadio or Google Play or whatever, but uh, I just want to share with her. So go ahead and open another browser and then share that on my page and then share it on another page so that I you just are. did that. We are good. Cool. So it's all about repurposing, right? Multiple locations. Okay, so I want to introduce you who Brittany is. So Brittany is a bad A brand strategist. Brittany Gardner. Translate what it feels like to work with you into messaging you will use to build a business full of the best clients for you. Creator of the Badass Brand and the host of the Know, Like, and Trust Show podcast, which I've been on. So exciting. Brittany empowers entrepreneurs who are ready to level up to the premium clients they've been waiting for. So Brittany, thanks for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Loved your intro. It gave me a really good start there. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And this, you know, I look at podcasting differently. I don't know about you. You've been doing it longer than me, but I started to look at it differently where I'm interviewing you, but it's really your audio business card where I feel my job is to pull stuff out of you, right? On the podcast that you wouldn't might want to, you probably wouldn't share. Maybe you would if you're in a presentation, you know? So my job is to pull those gems out so people get to know who you really are. And that's what you do for a living. So that's kind of like this role reversal thing going on, which is kind of fun. So tell, tell, I mean, I've always explained who you are, but I want to hear from you. Who, who are you and what is your messaging and how do you help people? Yeah. So um, I started out as doing just photography and through the process of some really great clients and then some not so great clients, I realized that I was not the photographer for everybody. And that t- you know, caused me to take a pretty hard look at what I was doing. 
And from there, I realized that I didn't want to just create pretty pictures of people. I wanted pictures that would become a part of their team. Most of my clients are solopreneurs. Some of them have a small team. But either way, the photos that you create as part of your personal brand should and can easily become another member of your team and do some work for you. And in my opinion, and um, the whole kind of personal branding industry is built on showing what it feels like to work with you creating that that persona, which is just a person that you already are, and owning it and using it to attract the best clients into your business so that you're not in that position that I was in where you had some good clients and some bad clients. The idea is to have a business full of perfect clients for you. I love that, that you've talked about that your picture is your extension because about every three years, about, I think it was about six or seven years ago, made the decision to hire a professional photographer like you to take on my personal brand. And then I hired the same photographer like a couple of years later and we like re-upped the level of the brand again. And then mm -hmm. last year I did it again. And people keep asking me why do I keep doing that because I evolve. You know, I evolve as an entrepreneur and I want to make sure in today's world, it's all about imagery, that that change has come, is coming across online. You know, and so there's some old pictures out there of me. They're not bad, but they look different. I look very different. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can tell it's a different kind of feel I was going for versus now. And I remember this last take of the photographer. She's really good. And I said, you know, I really want to be a little more softer and coming across softer. And so she put me in my cowboy boots <laughs> and put me in this dress that was actually too big for me. And she did a safety pin behind it. So it like actually, you know, looked okay. And it was this very different soft look. And I thought, wow, that's really who I am. People don't realize that it's really who I am, but uh, I, I want to be able to be attracted. I think that's really interesting. So tell us, how do you do that? Are you a photographer? How do you do that? People that clients are across the country? Well, there's a few different ways in which I work. You can hire me just for the brand strategy portion, which is how I get the photos I get of my clients is by having a complete brand strategy built for them before I ever pick up a camera. Or you can hire me to do the actual photos and that would be a combination of the two. The key is, is knowing who you are, who you wanna serve and the message that you wanna put out there. I'm a big fan of platforms and that can be taken a few different ways. So I'll, I'll describe how I use platforms. There is a message hidden inside of every one of my clients, everyone I've ever worked with and most of my colleagues who I haven't yet worked with, but could, you know, in the future envision working with. Everyone has this, this thing they want out there. It's the reason you got into business. It's probably one of your strengths. Sometimes it's a, a strength that's so subtle to, that you, don't, you yourself don't even realize it's a strength. But you know if more people could just figure this one thing out, that they will change the world. And I call it the ripple effect. You know, uh, what I do I didn't used to view this way until someone just kind of turned my message right back on me that, that, you know, I help somebody define their brand message and then become visible in that way. Show mm -hmm. them their purpose, everything that's going on. I so do that. I want to stop you there for a real mm -hmm. second because before you keep going. So first thing you said, the ripple effect, which I completely concur. People look at emotion, look at pictures and they have an emotion about it. And mm -hmm. I remember when I first got my, and I know you're going to cringe at this. So when I first got my, first photography of this, they made me do like what I call the realtor pose because I needed a headshot. 
<laughs> something like my microphone got in the way, but it's something like that. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, right. And I'm like, it's so not me. Like it's just. <laughs> It's and like the, you know, the outfit and it's just like this, re- I call it the realtor shot, which every yep. world looks the same. I never really understood that with the real, but anyway, so it, I, you know, <laughs> the, never, like I never look at a picture and go, I want to work with her as a realtor anyway, but, but I get the ripple effect. And then how, you know, the part about the messaging that you be able to kind of what I call release, you're releasing that you're helping them release that into the world of who they are. And do you always use their, what I call their body, their face, or are you helping them with other pieces of the brand, not just their, their face? There's a few different answers to that. I personally believe it's hard to maintain the level of connection I desire without showing someone's face. It can be done. And for certain businesses, certain business types, certain kind of people, we can do that without showing their face. But often you're going to need to show some eye contact at some point. So for that reason, I think faces are very important. You know, the whole cliche, your eyes are the window to your soul. It's a cliche for a reason. You know, you got you to show something of yourself to create a true, authentic and deep connection. Yeah. That said, there are a lot of uses for photos and for graphics that okay. don't show one's face. And I think a healthy balance of the boat, both of those will create a well-rounded brand. Interesting. So. Can you take us down like the road of what I call a solo entrepreneur? My boyfriend's a chiropractor and for a long time, and even now it, it's like pulling teeth with him and trying to get his, get me to take a picture of him to even put on the website. You know, I'm like, you're the mm-hmm. doctor. They want to see what you kind of, that connection. They want to have that connection with you. Tell us more. Do you work with small businesses like that? A dentist, a chiropractor? I don't know. I'm just throwing this out. Massage therapist or, you know, any of the kind of yeah. business. Are you big on saying we need to add that personal voice to it? Yeah, absolutely. I just did uh, photos for a massage therapist about two, three weeks ago, actually. It's been a little while since I photographed a chiropractor, but I have. The thing about a small business like that, a local small business, is you really want to focus on what sets you apart from the average chiropractor or the average massage therapist. So um, Julie, the massage therapist I photographed a few weeks ago, uh, she also teaches Pilates. Uh, years and years ago, she had a yoga studio, and she's really big on core strength. Uh, mm-hmm. Massage therapy is an avenue in which she can help people with health, but she believes, you know, you're going to re- need to do some work on your own to keep in optimal health. Yeah. So that personal strength element was important to show in her photos. So they're jo- they're not just headshots. They're some are our headshots. Some of them are, are right here in the studio behind me. Others are, you know, showing the flexibility that having good muscular strength and a in-shape body will do. And I'll be the first to say, and she'll be the first to say, she's not like a perfect, you know, model size two. You can be healthy and strong at any shape, at yeah. any size. And that's one of her, her core tenets. And, you know, massage therapy is one of her, her latest ways to help people but we wanted to show that well-rounded aspect to her business. So there are some photos of her not looking at the camera showing that she is a strong woman. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Have you wanted to stop swapping your time for money? Ever wanted to leverage your expertise by selling your knowledge to hundreds of people? I call that smart. And now you can easily and effortlessly, without a web guy, create memberships, online courses, coaching programs. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Start making money off what you know today. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific.
Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. My boyfriend's really big, and that's one thing he talks about when he gets a massage. He's got to have someone that can, you know, get in there. And if you're looking for a strong, if you're looking for a therapist and you have that in the back of your head, you want to make sure you have someone that you're actually, that's strong. So, okay, so how are you helping people online today? I see you all the time in so many um, Facebook groups, and we're, we're very connected in a lot of different things. How are you using your podcast now or how are you, you know, how are you using that to put people into, into working with you? And, and what do you love about being a brand strategist? Uh, yeah. So a couple questions there. We'll start with brand yeah. strategist. Uh, I, I like helping people. I, I truly do. And the brand strategy portion of my business came very naturally. I had clients who invested in, in my, my, you know, product, the badass brand came away with you know, good, good ways to show what it feels like to work with them in photos, good ways to talk about themselves when writing copy on the fly, all of the things I put into that program. But then they started asking, well, what do I do with all of this now? Where do I post? What do I post? When do I post? You know, all these things that you need to know in the online environment as an online business owner. So I started developing some strategies around that. And I, you know, worked with a few clients on it and, you know, they all had rave reviews. So I figured out a way to get that out to the masses. So, so that's where the, the brand strategy portion comes in. As for being an online business owner, obviously everyone's going to have a slightly different strategy necessary because all, all of our businesses are very unique. But mm-hmm. the one thing I will say is you need to be visible. Anyone who thinks that they can be a business owner today and not talk about themselves is, is I mean, they're kidding themselves. That's all, all there is to it. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to own your strengths, own your brand message, and then also put it out there. I mean, how are you going to help people if no one can find you? Right. You know, I, I had a confession time here, Brittany, is that when I first got started, it's a couple of years ago. I mean, I would have these anxiety attacks about doing video like we're doing right now because my vision of it was Marie Folio. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. She looks perfect all the time. She's like Oprah. Yeah. I think she's, got, like, <laughs> she's got a hair and makeup person. She lives in New York. Okay. She's got like five cameras on her. She's got lights. Okay. Perfect set. I mean, everything, right? <laughs> I'm like, this is my house. I got a curtain in the back. Like I got no lights coming at me. Like, this is me. Okay, there's this is this is called my makeup, which isn't much. <laughs> there's no makeup artist. Okay, and there was this massive fear of me putting myself out there, not being perfect, you know, not being looking like an Oprah or Marie Foley or Ali Brown in our sense. Is that it's like there was this this element of having to be perfect in all of your images, um, and looking like the realtor and being this perfect. And I think. And you tell me, because you're one of the strategists, this is me just kind of seeing my own experience. Over the last, I would say, two or three years, that's kind of altered. Like, you don't have to be so perfect now. Maybe that's because of Facebook Live and all these things are out there. We're more open to just having that rawness. How do you, one, do you agree with that? And, and, and two, do you use that in your strategy at all? And do you suggest the people to do it? So... I used to have the same problem with video. I mean, truly, honestly, in fact, I was just doing an interview with someone maybe two months ago where we talked about this and she's a a video strategist and uh, kind of does the same thing with video that I do with photography. And she gave me a few pointers, which I've really latched onto and it's helped my presence on video immensely. I struggle with video. 
I, I truly do. Uh, I know it probably doesn't seem like that necessarily at the moment, but I have two things going for me or going against me, I should say. Um, what's our language policy here? Oh, oh, feel free, whatever. Okay, so I have what what, what I affectionately call is rest, resting bitch face. So <laughs> my natural expression, I look pretty pissed off. Let's just be honest. So the whole remembering to smile thing, it's like an active thought in my head every time I'm, I'm on video and I feel awkward. And when I start feeling awkward, my posture starts getting a little off. So yeah. I have to constantly think about those things when I'm on video. The second thing I have going against me is what I call shifty eyes. So if you're a fan of watching like TV crime dramas, they're like, oh yeah, they looked to the upper left. They must be lying. <laughs> Looking at a piece of technology, a camera lens for more than a few seconds at a time, it's it's a struggle, right? So it I'm is. always looking off, like, you know, yeah. where can I look? No, it is. Yeah. And you were thank you so much for saying yes, because I just I emailed you 30 minutes before this saying, we're gonna do video. You're like, what? So I this I know I totally get it. So <laughs> it's it is more challenging, but I, I find it. I find that sometimes doing video when I can connect with other people, but at the same time, I think it's way more challenging for women than it is men. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I, I thought I was having a podcast interview. At least I gave you a heads up. I've been on like, <laughs> yeah. this would have been I'm very like, different. <laughs> right. I'm like, at least I gave you a heads up. Like at least was like, is it okay? You know, I've had guys say, Oh, we're doing video. I'm like, uh, no, we're not, you know? <laughs> so I'm not putting myself on video right now. So I can fully understand. So thank you for that. So how do you, I mean, what, I'm just curious, like, how do you overcome that with, with yourself and clients? And do you suggest that it's a good thing to do video now? Is there more raw pictures and things like that? I think video is really important in today's day and age. Uh, yeah. It's not my strong suit, either technically or, you know, personally being on video, but I, I think it's something that's necessary. There's a lot of noise out there. And in, in one of the talks I give when I speak, this is, a, this is a big part of what I, I talk about is the world is a very noisy place. And until you're willing to give something real and authentic of yourself, you're just contributing to that noise and worse, you're untrustworthy. So especially if you're an online business owner, you got to show people what you're at. I mean, there's, there's so many get rich quick schemes out there. And I don't know about you. I mean, other than the political crap that's all over like social media and Facebook in particular right now, it used to be all the social media MLM companies, you know, buy my Rodan and Fields, try this, get some leggings. And, you know, like there's so much out there that if you're not willing to stand up and say, hey, this is what I stand for, yeah. people are going to struggle to give their hard dollars to you. So despite the fact that I feel awkward on video, I know it's something I need to do. I should be doing more Facebook lives. It's always something that I somehow find an excuse not to do. Right. That said, the same thing is is true with photos. You know, having a highly polished professional headshot for things like when you do a podcast interview, when you do a guest blog, mm. when you need a headshot to go with your speaker at the next luncheon. Yeah, that that's important. And and that's a, a lot of what I do. But I also like environmental photos that aren't so retouched. I'm not a fan of Photoshop in the photoshopped way, if that makes any sense at all. I I don't retouch my own photos before I put them online. They're well lit. And they're well taken. So there's not much retouching that even would need to be done. I'll be very upfront about that. But I have forehead wrinkles. You know why? I do this a lot. I scrunch my face. I laugh. I have, I have you know, laugh normal. lines. I mean, I'm normal. It, yeah. Have you seen perfect? It's all like clear. Like Kim Kardashian looks perfect every day. Come on, girl. Give me a no way. Photo no way. 
Yeah, I mean, um, you know, my, my sister just got married a few weeks ago and it was a black tie wedding and I was wearing a stunning evening gown. I had my hair and makeup done and I will fully admit, you guys, I looked top notch. I felt on top of the world. And of course, I splashed those photos all over social media because who doesn't want to be shown off like that? But right. if I showed up like that in my everyday business, my clients wouldn't trust me. I will tell you one thing, being a photographer, it's That's easier true. for me to work when I don't look perfect. If I open my studio door and I'm fully made up and my hair is picture perfect and I'm only wearing the most fashionable of clothing and shoes and my client comes in and they feel like a little bit less than, you know, maybe they're having a bloated day. Maybe that thing that they were planning on wearing, they, they put on and realize it's kind of threadbare and it shows through with photos. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Our whole world revolves around our smartphones now. You know they say we look at our phones on an average of 150 times a day or more. Look, if you're a small business and wanna grow, you need to reach people where they're looking the most, their smartphones. So text the word START to 72000 now to learn more from our friends at Mobit or go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Mobit. Again, text the word START to 72000 now. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. There's a thousand things that they might be thinking. If I show up being perfect, all I do is put them at a, at a disadvantage and make those worry, you know, phrases that that nasty voice in the back of your head become a thing. And that's the last thing I want. So, you know, yeah, hating, you know, throwing daggers at you. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's actually interesting you say that the place I went to the latest, they did a great job. They're here in Austin and um, they she has a few people working there, which is interesting to a lot of interns and everyone was wearing the same thing. Like they had a black shirt, it was a company shirt and they were wearing just black pants. And um, I thought that was really smart of them, of, of the owner, because it really created this just neutral environment for everybody. And so I, I really, you know, it was just, it was kind of an interesting, I, I kind of liked that. So that's interesting you say that. So if someone wants to hire you or if they're thinking, well, I want to do a, a lift of my brand. Can you give me some steps on things I should look for? If maybe I have a big team, I have a team of a 200 or 50 people or 10 people, and I don't really want to be the face, mm -hmm. you know, can you give me some tips on they can like take away from this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you don't want to be the face of your business, then you need to create a business personality. I'm assuming if you've gotten to a team of 200, that some of this work's already been done. But so, so let's look at it more from the perspective of a fine tune or, or a, a mild rebrand. Okay. Uh, your business needs core values just like you personally have core values. So what is it that you and your company stand for? Uh, for me, for example, uh, my highest two values are mastery and aesthetics. Um, I like making everything look and feel beautiful. Now that doesn't mean that perfect retouched image necessarily. A finely crafted cocktail gives me just as much joy as a beautiful photograph. Driving on a day where there's those puffy cauliflower looking clouds and you can actually see the beams of light shining through in some places. Yeah. It's highly distracting for me because I think it's one of the most beautiful things on earth. And I like bringing that feeling to everything in my life if possible. Uh, mastery. Um, I like doing everything to the utmost of my ability. I'm not going to put up half-assed things out there and I'm really not going to let someone do the same for their own business. So mm -hmm. When I'm talking about a company putting out their core values, 
for for one company it might be something like personal power you know giving people as much power as they can to do x you know, if, if you're a personal trainer that's going to be allowing you to find the workout and training you know regimen that allows your unique body to have the best results if you're a chiropractor you know i i'm a big believer in chiropractic work that's going to be you know allowing someone to have the ability to move through their everyday life without pain you know mm. if you're a larger company a financial services company perhaps and you provide um you know tax advice to small businesses like a recent guest i had on my, on my own podcast your core values will be very different it might be something more like you know security success how do you show those things in your brand how how do you show what it feels like to work with your company from the idea that you're providing you know 100% accurate advice that isn't going to flag you as not at risk how are you going to show that you know maybe your business has an investment and you're likely to get six times on return you know, those are the things that you're going to want to show in your brand so for a larger company some of that will come down to color choice and um, mm -hmm. design elements i for one would not choose a financial services firm using comic sans as a font in fact, Comic Sans should probably die for every business ever, unless you're doing kids <laughs> parties or something. Ah, sorry, it's one of my personal peeves, right? But those are the kinds of things you need to look at first when, when talking about a brand lift. Uh, the next thing I would look at is um, I would probably want to do interviews with the most recent 10 clients who have finished services with you, or if it's a recurring service, the most recent 10 clients, period, and get a good feel for what they say it felt like to work with that company and then start incorporating that. And if there's some problems, sometimes we find surprises. Sometimes yeah. it's not quite what the business owner expected it to be. That's yeah. something that you're going to want to fine tune as well. That's really great. One, so just a repeat is going after and actually asking your clients, last 10 clients, what was your experience, what they liked mm -hmm. and didn't like, what worked and didn't work. I love those, love those questions. The other thing is looking at the little things, your colors, your font, you know, who is the personality or the voice of the brand? It doesn't always have to be someone in the company. I mean, you can hire that out if you so choose. But I mean, in today, the there's got to be some kind of voice. So we can actually, people do business with people. We call, I call it H2H, human to yes. human. HH, get it? Okay, anyway. Yeah, so no, it's, it's exactly <laughs> H squared. Okay, so H2H is basically human to human because I think that's what we, we want to do is we want to, connect with people and we with the web i think it's allowed us to be a little more uh unique and raw and different versus just the realtor type you know i think about um there's a guy out there his name is milo i don't really follow him at all and he's a big time a speaker in a circuit and obviously got a lot of press this last couple a year because he's he's um very political right and i heard about him and then i finally saw a picture of him and like who he was and the picture of him was like such a disconnect right? Mm -hmm. He was like spiky blonde hair on one side. And then this was all dark. It was like kind of gothic looking, right? Which is fine. It was totally fine. But at the same time, it's like, it didn't like connect for me of mm -hmm. what he was talking about. And that, that's what made him, he ran on that. It's like what he was talking about and our view of that political kind of political game. And that person is that kind of a realtor look, you know, that clean cut realtor look. And he was like, not that. He was like the opposite of all that. And so I found that he was using his look as his brand and as his unique selling proposition. Because what he was talking about 
was kind of like what every one of that strategist, who's a political strategist, was talking about, right? So that was his unique proposition, basically, because he looked weird, it looked different, and whatever, whatever. So I think it's really a key piece. So I want to kind of you know wrap it up and how can people work with you? Where can they find you? Connect with you? Yeah, I'm just gonna touch real quick on what you were just talking about that guy. Um, I I think what what he did was probably brilliant. Just imagine um, being on like an online summit or in his case, like a speaker panel with five speakers and, you know, you know, the panel organizer sends out a, you know, promo and there's the five headshots of the five people, you know, who someone's going to remember, right? It's going to be him. because He's going to stand out. He's not going to look like your, you know, typical, you know, lost boy, you know, blue suit, nice tie, all that and everything. So where is like some off things. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, just wanted to touch real quick there. But yeah, um, as for working with me, um, you can find me at BrittanyGardner.com. That's B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. My parents thought they were being super unique. Makes it really easy to buy domain names, but not so easy to find me sometimes. So <laughs> that's how you can find me. Um, you can inquire about the brand there. You can do VIP strategy days, all of the stuff we've talked about. And I also have a monthly membership service called Social Media Simple Start which allows anyone, whether you've done photo shoots with me or branding with me or not, uh, to learn the tools of decreasing your social media posting time to about two minutes a day. So one of the things I have going in my life, because I have a five-year-old son, uh, I'm not willing to put him full-time in daycare. He's in um, a half-day kindergarten and, and does have some babysitting time. But over the summer, I had to cut my work week back to about three days. And that forced me to devise this strategy. And so many of my clients were like, you know, just wanting to know how I had done that. So I created a a, a low entry fee uh, membership site about that. And you can find that at um, BrittanyGardner.com, S-M-S-S, which is social media, Simple Start. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, there's different ways to work with me. I love talking with people. If anything that you've heard today has inspired some sort of idea or thought in your head about something that you can change, I'm always all open ears. You can sign up for a free call with me through my site as well. Awesome. I love that. Social media, simple start. The social, is it social, S-S-M-S. That's actually what social, it's called. Social media, simple start. So S-M-S-S. Oh, S-M-M. Sorry, S-M. No, I do it all the time. Don't feel bad. I actually had to think about it. So Social media, <laughs> simple start. Got it. Okay, great. Go check that out. That's actually really cool. I love that. And I think so many people out there, especially women, we have to multitask on multiple levels. And yep. I think love the fact that you said, I'm not going to put them in, in, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do full daycare. I really want to take full advantage of this opportunity to parent him. I think that's really important. So I think a lot of people can actually really relate to that. So thank you so much, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood with The When. And today we had Brittany, Brittany Gardner on. Thank you so much for being here, Brittany. And it's about your strategy of your business and your brand. Make sure you make it badass because really that's what we see yes. first and social media. Yeah. All right, guys, Heather Havenwood, check it out. Talk to you All soon. Right. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Are you over 45, 60? Are you relying on the traditional medical field to help you feel great and get you back to a balanced body? Good luck with that. At e2lab.com, Dr. Don Salyer got sick of people complaining about bloating, inflammation, and feeling sluggish. He has created unique, potent, and powerful non-pharmaceutical supplements to help the body rebalance, detox, and get back to being healthy. Go to e2lab.com, getting you back to healthy and balanced. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood.
Welcome to another edition of Heather Highlights. Here at The Win, I get to ask the experts about themselves, their stories, their views. And in this Heather Highlight, I am interviewed and probed about my story, successes and failures. So enjoy. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Today, I am talking with the sexy boss, Heather Ann Havenwood. Heather Ann is a serial entrepreneur and is regarded as a top authority on internet marketing, business strategies, and marketing. Since marketing her first online business in 1999, bringing together clients and personal coaches, she has played an active role in the online marketing world and has done so before even having a home computer. I know, shocking to to today's entrepreneurs, right? Heather has a great story. It's a real world rags to riches that we're going to be talking about. How she went from bankruptcy to not just having a personal brand, but killing it. We're going to talk a little bit about her book. We're going to talk about being a sexy boss and what that means to her, her process in getting there. And we're going to even reference some pretty old school authors and how they've shaped her mindset and her business. Without further introduction, let's move on to the interview with Heather. Thank you, Heather, so much for joining the Know, Like, and Trust show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you. I know you have a really great brand that you've explored and developed over the time, and you've got a really good story surrounding that. So why don't we just kind of dive in and talk about your beginnings and how you uh, emerged into the sexy boss? Honestly, talking about Know, Like, and Trust, it was a story of learning to know, like, and trust myself. And mainly, I have a story like a lot of women do. At a very young age, I got into corporate America and became very successful and did a great job there in that in that space. And then I got into and the direct response marketing world, seminar world, started traveling the country doing seminars, right? So have you ever seen those late like commercials, Nate, like, like, hey, uh, you want to start your own business and come to the seminar tomorrow at one o'clock? That was me. So you, just, you would see me and my staff or me in the back of the room and we would be selling you on all kinds of fun $3,000, $4,000 stuff in the seminar business. That's how I got started in what we're doing today. And back in 99 and 2000, 2001. And I did very well in that space as well. I enjoyed that process. And I I got in business with a gentleman where he was the face, right? In the, in the, the content. And I was the one that kind of behind the scenes, building everything out, being his, you know, his second person, you know, I think that Microsoft, Bill Gates has a second person. I was that person building in the background and we did very well. We went from zero to a million dollars in one year. And the point I'm sharing this with you is that then after that, what happened is he basically came home one day from an event and our business was doing very well. And and I came home and everything was gone. Bank accounts were cleared out. Uh, Everything was gone. I literally went to financial ruin within 24 hours and I was bankrupt and completely wiped out. And I lost my house within six months. And I learned after a couple of years of trying to figure my way out of that, that my mindset of who I'd become had been a very, we women call a bitchy particular way. I was very, very aggressive and very assertive because I was surrounded by men. That's how they were. And so I was emulating who they were. Does that make sense, Brittany? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I hear a lot about, you know, masculine and feminine energy in the online, you know, entrepreneurial space and that, that women have this feeling that they need to act like a man to be successful. Oh, exactly. That, and that's who I was. And that's mainly because I was emulating their, the, basically they're successful, right? I'm like, okay, they're successful. I'm just going to do what they do. 
right? I'm going to emulate my mentors. Well, my mentors were men and nothing wrong with that, but there was this part of me that was becoming like them. And what's fascinating about that, you would think that would be welcomed, but it's not. It's the opposite, right? The more masculine a female gets, the more that kind of becomes something people move away from, not towards, okay? So I had to really learn that and I had to really learn how to step into my femininity, step into my quote unquote feminine power and have a voice and be assertive. How do you do that? It was new for me because I didn't have a role model, Brittany. I mean, I don't know about you. I didn't other than like Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a huge Madonna fan. She's amazing. But like I didn't have I didn't have the everyday conversations or the everyday connection with women to say, how do you do that? How do you be powerful? And yet not lose who you are and yet not come across as a witch, right? With a B. And that was my process. I call it from bankruptcy to sexy boss and took about three years and, and I kind of began to emerge. And a friend of mine, Joe Sugarman, who actually is a forward of my book, he said to me one day while we're eating salad in Vegas, he said, you're like a sexy boss. And I kind of was like, what do you, what do you mean by that? He's like, well, you're sexy. You own who you are as a woman. And yet you're the boss. You're the boss of your life. I'm like, da-da, right? Check mark. That's it. Let's trademark that baby, right? Ding, 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 ding. I mean, there was lights going on in my head and it really made sense to me, Brittany, because I, I'm a huge component of Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. I'm sure you've heard of it. Okay, chapter seven, Sex Transmutation. One of the most overlooked chapters ever is about sexual energy. It's about that yin and yang. It's about that feminine and masculine energy. Okay. It really, it's like that conversation, but it's done in the forties. So it's kind of a, you have to like read between the lines a little bit. Okay. And it's about owning your power. If, if Napoleon Hill was here today or Miss Hill was here today, she'd probably say women own your power because you're actually way more powerful than you think you are. And when you own it and you can walk into a room and own it, right? There's people will be attracted to that. And unfortunately in our current society, it's changing, but up until now, it's been that space, Brittany, where, you know, the dapper man walks in the room like, oh, who's that? It's like 007. You know, oh, he's hot. You don't even know who he is. He hasn't spoken yet, but he has this like charismatic energy. We call that charismatic man. When a woman walks in the room with that, we call that a B, right? And that's changing. Like, who does she think she is? Being all gorgeous and smart and look at this. She's, you know, like there is an automatic judgment assessment versus like, a, ooh, who's that? Now that's altering. I know that through society, but that's an automatic, it's, it's all over our movies and things like that. So for me, a sexy boss, you're a sexy boss. You own who you are. You own your, yourself as a, as a feminine woman and you own your life, all areas of your life. That's the boss part you're being responsible for. And that was a Heather highlight for the entire interview. Check out the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.